Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're a winner and never let anybody say why you can't make it because a feeble mind is in your way. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom Yep, it's Sam and Greg. Still about a music. Here on this Saturday morning, the 18th day of June. Top of the hour, we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning to you folks in Johns Creek. Johns Creek. Don't mention Johns Creek that much. The gladiators. That's, that's uh, a great program they have out there. Okay. They got everything great out there. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, living nice out there in Johns Creek. Kind of all you folks. Oh, oh, why you say all you, well, all all you, you folks, folks out there living out there? All you folks. The way y'all yeah, living out there, living you know, large and it's nice. brand new city and all of that. Yeah, but the, you know what? You know. Johns Creek probably needs yep. some officials. Yep. They probably need some some people, frontline responders, emergency folks. Why are you having such a problem saying Because I'm trying to include everybody in there, okay, and I'm just okay. I'm being more First dramatic than I need to be. First responders, law enforcement, yeah. and that same type of thing. I mean, you know, and we'll get around to them, because just like all the communities, there is a need. Yeah. And we're going to address that on our show. Yes, we will. Uh, today is the 18th, and this, is the, uh, this weekend we're celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, some will have Monday off, and there's some celebrations going on. If you're around the area, there's a Juneteenth 5K a virtual 5K that's going on in Atlanta started. That's well, it starts right now at eight o'clock. There's a <laughs> Five minutes into there's it, there's a Juneteenth parade uh, that starts at 10 a.m. Um, that's uh, that's going on uh, today uh, from Capitol Avenue, from the Capitol Building down to Centennial Park, where there'll be food and music going on there. And there's something else I say. Let me see one more in East Point uh, Juneteenth celebration. On East Point Street today, starting at 10 a.m., they're going to have a parade. They're going to have shows, entertainments, uh, all types of things going on. So people want to get out and participate in celebrating uh, this holiday. And the education of this holiday continues. Very Most much. important. Very much. Very much. Very much the reason why we're celebrating it. So um, it's official this year. It's a federal holiday. So yep. some people don't work on Monday. Um I thought we like were going to work on just, uh, yeah, <laughs> You <laughs> try to push us there. I mean, I'm a little, little, little busy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, but that's uh, okay. Do do what is supposed to happen for those who don't know why this is a federal holiday and yeah. why it took so long and all, all the stuff behind it. Yeah. You know, just just sit behind a computer, get yourself a big cup of coffee, and, and, and do some reading. Yeah. And, and then find out. <laughs> yes, find out. say find out. Find out what we do. It. Um, Absolutely. We got something we want to talk about that's happened yeah. uh, with us. We got to see some folks. By the way, I told Fricky I was coming at him with a divorce lawyer next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, and if I saw, and I oh, sat next no. to Andy Bunker, and the same thing oh, for him no. too. Oh, no. If you don't know what I'm talking about here, I was out a couple weeks, uh, you know, a couple weekends ago, and even when I was here, Sam went and and, and hung out with other shows, and he cheated on me. No, just cheated on me in, with the midday with, show first. Filling in with some folks. With Randy McMichael was gone. People getting some time and off. Then, and then he was hanging out with Fricky all last week. You know, cheating on me. No, that's that's that's, that's you folks at Motlick and Sons. Y'all got a divorce. <laughs> Section. <laughs> Where's the big strong arm dude? They'll make, make me. I'll make one call and that'll be all. Oh my gosh! Anyway, he gave away a lot of free advertisement this morning. Yeah, didn't he? He? Notice did. I didn't say what. Well, I, only, I did say Motley. Yeah, you That's because they know man. Monica. <laughs> How is Monica these days? She's doing great. Can't you see? She's everywhere. She's, that's right. She's doing Motley. She was here in Motley. She's everywhere, man. <laughs> she's doing great. Shout out Monica Pearson. Um, fantastic, my friend and mentor. Go ahead. We want to take a second and talk because we saw we saw a lot of our coworkers this past week had a meeting up here, and um, it was a meeting that was in the minds of a lot of people long overdue. And um, we want to take a second and talk about the guy who is now the brand new brand manager. It's like how these names change. We got faked out on that too. Yeah. We, well, they came with a little skit. They came with a little yeah. skit there. Rick Caffey, you know, he got. He, I'm gonna start booking him and some of these. Well, you know, his daughter's an actress too, <laughs> so we have to get Rick. You know, get Rick in some of this stuff. But yeah, man. Let me just tell you something real quick before we get into what I most of you may have already heard on some of the other shows. Um, I am the only person that came over here from Dave FM, and I had done this business before. I wasn't very good at it, but and I wasn't sure if I was going to stay. But I came over from Dave FM, and there were a few of us, a few others that are still here. Carl was here, obviously. Carl was the first voice you heard on 92.9 The Game. And John Fricky was here, and um, Mike Conti was here, and, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody. But there were a few other folks that were here when we first – I don't know if Tanisha was here. She might have been here. Anyway, so we – and we had a program director. That was here until a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That was here from the beginning. Uh, that program director left, and for the last two years, there's been sort of a two-headed uh, administrative staff, if you will. And I've watched this before, even when it was Dave FM, when there were changes being made. Probably the most powerful man in radio, <laughs> I like to call Reggie Rouse. He sort of oversaw what was then the CBS cluster here in Atlanta. Okay, so Reggie sort of helped the transition to a new program director. Um, I think it was once at Dave FM, and then when Dave switched over before Terry got here. Reggie was the guy who everybody went to. And for the last couple years, Reggie, along with Sean Thompson, have been sort of, you know, marshalling us along. But Sean was our guy who we went through, and we all love love Sean. And when Sean left not too long ago, that was the first party I attended of a program director that was leaving. Yeah. You were in the b- television business. When news directors left, there wasn't always a party for them when they left, right? No. no. Okay. So when Sean left, we were all very, very happy that he was getting an opportunity that we all felt like was long overdue. But that we've had a void. And again, Reggie has been doing what Reggie does. Yeah. And, and the people that have been uh, taking us through this transition, we all respect. And most of us had an idea who we'd like to see in that corner office, if you will, one of the offices he just happens to be sitting in. But you don't know what management's doing. We're now Odyssey. We went from we went from CBS to Intercom, and now we're Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And we also have now Star 94. Well, the decision was made. 
and we all got together this past week. And the guy who got the job was a guy who I started talking to about different things, and everybody has because he's had the respect of everybody here. We call him our Mike Tarico. Yep. Meaning we're talking about Mike Conti, the voice you hear from Atlanta United, the voice you hear in the Hawks, and he has been our sports director forever. Well, congratulations to Mike. He was given that office. Yep. And you talk about a guy when this first happened, Sam, and we talked about it. He saw what the other two guys were going through, and he was really kind of reluctant. Yeah. You know, he. I'll tell you what he reminded me of. He reminded me of what they used to say about Harry Truman. He was a reluctant president. But now that the dust has settled and all these decades later, you look back, and he was probably one of the best this country has seen. But he stepped in for a guy that nobody wanted to come after, and that was FDR. Yeah. And, you know, you want to you be the president after a guy who was elected, by the way, the last guy who was elected four times? <laughs> Go ahead. You can have this job. But that was Truman. Mike didn't want to necessarily jump in with both feet initially. But he did the job. Yeah. And he knew he had the respect of everybody here. And obviously that made its way through the other offices, the people who were making the decisions. Starting with Rick Caffey and whoever else that Mr. Caffey, you know, that Rick talked to and about this. From Odyssey. And, and Odyssey. And Odyssey and Reggie. Right. But we found out this week through a little skit <laughs> that Mike had got the job. And we just wanted to say, you know, from day one, this is a guy who we talk about PDs who aren't given the love when they leave. There are very few people while they're here who you know are irreplaceable were they to leave and missed personally, but yet universally had the respect of everybody. Yeah. And that was our Mike Conti. That's what very I wanted much. to say about him, and I'll leave you very much, say what you want to say. Very much a guy who's always on and, uh, you know, is always busy. Um, and he's, he's going to take this on, and we're all with him. And that's the thing I think that uh, we got a chance to show to show him because um, he, he left the room for a minute and he said, okay, we got to we gotta make the announcement. <laughs> hey, a little skin. And, and he turned around and walked back through the door. <laughs> and Rick Caffey played along with it. Yeah. 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 So, so they had great. a little thing going. They had us faked out, but he came back. And, again, I think the disappointment in the bottom lips that would have been hanging out uh, in that room were somebody else to walk in. Because I don't yeah. know who, who would walk in with the immediate – universal, full-throated respect that Mike Conti has. Yeah. So you guys hear, and we say this to you because you know the voice. You hear it on Atlanta United broadcast. You hear it in the Hawks. Well, he is now our um, our brand manager here yep. in Atlanta, and, and we couldn't be happier for him. We gave him a little golf clap there. Already there making some decisions. I'm on Twitter. I'm watching Caleb Johnson, and uh, I don't know if you saw this. You see what Caleb dropped? Caleb Johnson seems like a great day to drop news. Excited to update the Twitter bio to announce I'll be joined by uh, Garrett Chapman in hosting the Dopey Millennials. The Dopey Millennials. <laughs> the Dopey Millennials. Every Saturday night on 92.9 The Game beginning in July. Can't thank Mike Conti enough for giving us the opportunity. So, What does you. that title make you think initially? We, we, we always say when, when Garrett's on there with us. You know how he always does this millennials. Well, you no, know, it's usually stuff. about making fun of us being yeah, old. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So I'm saying that the Dopey Millennials, that's the name of their show. So maybe – Athletes in that, I don't know. Let's wait and tune in. I don't in know. Find Let's out. tune in and find out. Let's, Let's tune in. Fuck, Congratulations, man. though. You get to, to Caleb and, uh, and Garrett. Yeah. And you, of course, he was a big supporter of you with the high school show last year. That's coming back. Yeah. Uh, this upcoming year. Yeah, um, Chris Parker. This, yeah. Friday we'll be, nights. We'll be gathering, and along with, you know, Eric Slaughter. There you go. Going to be here. 
Doing so what about Garrett and those guys? You gonna bring them on there with their hey, Garrett? Don't be there. I don't. You know, Caleb's. But well, that's Saturday night. Friday, Friday night. Garrett wants to hang out and on the on the scoreboard show, man. Want to okay. Be out, be out at the games with Day Day. You know, Stephen Gagliano. Here we go, man. We're gonna switch gears here and talk some NBA. But I know before we leave that we want to get to come some sounds. Things are going on up at Flowery Branch. I know. You know. I don't. <laughs> Things have been going on up at Flowery Branch. I was up there. I was going on at Flowery Branch. I was up there melting one day this week. Uh, they had two days. The teams were out on the field. It was 90 degrees plus. Um, but uh, Arthur, Arthur Smith had these thoughts on, uh, on Desmond Ritter. Behind the scenes, the things that he's done that, that have impressed me as a rookie is really from the neck up, how he's operating. When we do these rookie walkthroughs and we do these installations and on the field and his command – and so then you're betting on some of the physical things that you're seeing at times to catch up. But he's light years ahead of most young quarterbacks have been from the neck up. And I, I will give him that compliment publicly. All right, that's Coach talking about the uh, backup quarterback. But as long as we got our well, – he's a backup quarterback? Well, you're assuming he's talking they, about they, – They're still competing for the job. They, you, he ain't starting game one. I'm, I'm confident to say that. Okay. All right. All right. Short of an injury, okay. he ain't starting game one. Okay. So he's backup quarterback. All right. That'd be news if he ain't. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Coach Smith also talking about the guys who are going to protect the quarterback. Well, a lot of stuff. It's actually a good thing, again, how you want to use the time, um, where they're at fundamentally, because there is a lot of things you can do individually. You're trying to enhance, and there's a ton of individual drill work you can do this time to try to enhance it, because as, a, as you get closer to, to games, there's only so many hours and periods you have at practice. So a lot of things that fundamentally we're trying to enhance right now that we, we, we can um, same thing in the classroom. Another year understanding as, as we evolve, but they know the, the basic foundation. That certainly helps, and you can evaluate all that as well. Falcons head coach Arthur, Arthur Smith right then talking about the old line. Yeah, these guys how, practicing. How much, well. how much can you evaluate exactly. those guys with no pads on? Exactly. You know, put those pads on; those hefty fines start coming down. <laughs> yeah, who's that? That, the, that team up in Washington got another one of those, right? They got and, a couple and, taken and, away, and, and both of those teams down in Texas got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the old saying, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's blatantly about it, too. <laughs> you, you're two for certain players, and one of them is tight end Kyle Pitts. We want to see how he moves along and, and improves going into year two uh, in national football again. He had these thoughts on the team. This team is, is competitive. So like, like how you just heard, offense going against defense. So we just compete every day, bring out the best in each other. And, you know, it was a great way to finish it off. I don't know yet. I, again, as we, as we talk about this and try to evaluate and, and come up with some sort of thoughts about what we're going to see, I just I just don't know yet. I feel like he's going to have a better year. You want to talk about him being, you know, continuing Pro Bowl level, have the protection behind him, maybe get a running. I don't know yet. Let's just I, – I just don't know. I'm done making s- summer guess about these teams, these, well, these NFL well, teams. Well, from watching, surely you're going to see some different with a, a different type quarterback. Not just a different quarterback, but a different type quarterback. You know, you think the running game is going to be on. You want to get a more consistent running game. Now you can use, you know, more from Smith. And remember, you've drafted a very tall wide receiver as your number one draft pick. you got some forgiving targets for quarterbacks who are going to be moving. To me, that's important. you got a mobile quarterback to have guys that can do things that will be, that, that will be uh, more receptive. Marcus Mariota looks to take over the starting job. ahead. had these thoughts about the guy who's competing with him. Well, I think first and foremost, he's just been a sponge, um, you know, and I, I told him don't hesitate to ask questions. And I think 
when you have the confidence and you have the courage to be able to ask questions, um, you know, I think you're able to kind of experience things and learn things a lot faster. So, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit. Um, he's doing a great job of just being in the book, trying to learn. Um, and he understands, you know, we're going to come out here, you're going to make mistakes. That's part of it. Um, but it's just learning from those experiences. I think he's done a great job all camp. What do you think of Mariota? We never talked about that. I mean, yeah. just uh, overall, how do you feel about him leading this team and, and, and not losing more games than he wins for us? Yeah. It's, he's got a tough task coming in, you know, with a team that's evolving in right now. And he needs the middle of it. But him being the veteran, he's going to be leaned on to try to lead the team and also to teach uh, the guys come along. He's got, got, a, got a pretty tricky job. He's got his plate full. Well, we will continue to give you reports from Flower Branch and uh, just in some of the voices as often as we can get them here to you. Got a Cassie call coming up later on in the hour let you know where money is. And those of you that are uh, that love motorcycles, got some bikes, <laughs> I got something for you. But up next, going to talk basketball. NBA season is over with. Going to get thoughts from Terrell Thomas up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 18th day of June, Saturday morning. Thank you very much for making us a part of your weekend. You ever seen these guys live? Have not. Bon Jovi? I'm opening up for Van Halen. Wow. Talk yep. about a show. Good show. Oh, listen. Is it today? No, tomorrow. <laughs> we have Corey McCartney on. I had a little back and forth with him this past week. And two people who I knew went out to concerts, and he was one of them. And he went out, and he texted me, you know, because I was confirming him coming on the show, like we have with Terrell. And he was going out to see a rock band. And he goes, I know you got some stories from, from these guys. And I sent him a couple pictures of me with them from back in the day. And then the show got rained out. Robert Plant was here, too, with Allison Krauss. They got rained out. They got, like, three songs and... Nothing worse than going to a concert and then get rained out. Yeah, really. Yeah, walk back all, get rained on, the car mm. parked and all that. You ever happened to you, Terrell? And you didn't get the show. <laughs> no. You no, never no. been to a concert, outdoor concert, and it starts raining, you get about two songs in, they got to shut it down? Fortunately, not yet. Fortunately, not yet. Oh, well, you're just lucky, I guess. Terrell Thomas here <laughs> from These Urban Times joining Sam and Greg. Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. This kind of bittersweet, man. Short of something happening – you know, in that you know, in, in the NBA world, it's going to be a minute before we talk to you again, and so let's just put a wrap in your mind on this these finals and then uh, this season and anything else you want to get off your chest. Because I'm sure Sam has a question oh, for well, you too. First and foremost, good morning to you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Uh, I, I certainly enjoyed how the season came to an end, uh, as far as the Golden State Warriors wrapping it up. And, and quite honestly, it, it was kind of funny to me. I was sitting and thinking. Uh, as the Warriors won Game Six, on just kind of how fitting it was that in the seventy, the, the NBA's seventy-fifth year anniversary, we've seen the Warriors, the team that's kind of been the team of this this millennium, or you know the the, the newer generation, see them capture another uh, championship. I thought was really cool. Uh, I definitely tip my hat to the Boston Celtics organization, and we we see what they're building, we see what they have in their young superstars, who still have some room to grow. Uh, but it was good to just see that 
the the NBA, you know, isn't is in great hands uh, with with the young talent that the league does have. But it, it was really thrilling to see Steph Curry finally capture that uh, that M- that NBA Finals MVP award. I think that uh, Steve Kerr has really mixed his his name as being one of the uh, top five greatest coaches to, to coach in the NBA. With, with this performance, is probably the uh, the worst roster that the Warriors have had, you know, in any of their championship runs. With just the team being older, with, the, with there being so many young and, and uh, inexperienced guys on the roster. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed the finals. I enjoyed how that how that went. And uh, as you mentioned, the season has come to an end. The draft is coming up. So now we, we, we turn towards the 2022-2023 season. Both spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Darrell Thomas. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452, at Eldorado2452. One thing about the playoffs and the longer you uh, your team stays around at them, Terrell, uh, you have players who um, take advantage of that stage and capitalize on it. Who, uh, who do you feel? I know there's one especially for Golden State, but, but who else you think really capitalized on this extra exposure to be in this, uh, to be on this stage and has really set themselves up uh, for something big coming up? Yeah, well, as you mentioned on Golden State, a gentleman who I've kind of been campaigning for the entire postseason and Andrew Wiggins, that guy just continued each, each series. He was better and better, and he showed a little bit more. Um, and it was also delightful recently, a gentleman that you guys know very well, I know it, is Sam Mitchell, former NBA great, former coach. He was speaking on his time with Andrew Wiggins and just how uh, the rumors were never true about Wiggins maybe not having a high IQ or not really having a high motor. He was uh, just throwing out his numbers, how in the last four years he's only missed about six games in total. And, and you look at one season, he's played 79 games, another season, 78 games. He just doesn't miss time. It, it, it's good that the common, the uncommon NBA fan and uh, folks who just watch, as you mentioned, when it comes on this stage, now knows who Andrew Wiggins is. On Boston, I would also have to say Jalen Brown. Now, of course, we know Jalen with him being, you know, an Atlanta native and, and coming up here with his basketball roots. But I don't think a lot of people outside of the Boston area really, really know how talented the young man is. I know he's been an all-star and everything like that, but I just still don't think – nationally people understood uh how great that that young man would be um so th- those two from 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 the finals perspective uh i, I don't want to really say jimmy butler but I, I do believe in the eyes of many jimmy butler wasn't really a superstar they just kind of looked at the guy as, uh, as so you know i i hear a lot of people talk a lot of trash about jimmy butler surprisingly a lot of people don't really like his game and uh, you know, again, you know that the folks like us who maybe uh, who love the game or basketball savants, you know, they really know what Jimmy Butler brings to the table. But a lot of people were really surprised with his postseason performances. And I mean, we we, we saw some of the headlines and things like that. And for me, it was like, wow, you know, a guy who already has had a career in which he's had, it was just kind of surprising. So I think I think people realize that Jimmy Butler is a little more than an all star uh, during during this postseason run. And although they got eliminated quickly, it's just Giannis. I think Giannis and his series against the, the Boston Celtics proved to everyone that although he didn't capture another MVP trophy and he won't be uh, crowned a champion this year, he is certainly one of the best three players in the NBA. So I would have to throw those names out there. Wow, that's a lot to chew on there. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You got me thinking about a couple things. First of all, I'm almost about to defend Jimmy Butler. And I don't know why I need to, but I can understand why some people feel that way. He's polarizing. The dude got more commercials than he does championships, kind of like Ricky Fowler that way, you know. But he is. He he just he kind of makes people curl up the corner of their mouth. And and again, I can I can I can understand it. But one of the names that I latched onto when you were talking about people who emerged 
from these finals in a way that, whether you expected it or not, was refreshing. And say what you will about Jason Tatum, and by the way, people may be pulling him out of the penthouse. We put him in when these playoffs started. You know, as people were questioning his heart. That's one of the things you can't measure. You can't see that on a stat sheet. And for an all-time great or somebody who's headed in that all-time great, they usually don't shrink the way it seems like he's being described at, at this. Fair or not. I'm just saying that's, that's one of the conversations. But the one that I'm thinking of was the team that got that veteran who had been bouncing around the league for the longest time, and he had a chance to show himself on, on the stage and did so. And I'm talking about Al Horford. And, yes, Boston lost. But this guy was showing up in games and, and doing things when some of those young stars weren't. And that's the one that I, you know, I, I was more than a little surprised at how he showed out during this finals. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, one thing about Al that, that I will say, and, 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 again, having the privilege uh, over the, over the uh, past few years when he was a member of the Atlanta Hawks, He's the ultimate professional. <laughs> like, I, I, I have to say that about Al Horford. He's always a gentleman or from my time in covering him and seeing him, he's always ready for the situation. The guy is always prepared. So um, even though he's in, you know, the, the, the latter years of his career, uh, I, I agree. I was surprised. Uh, I, I wonder now, you know, will Boston bring him back? Will it be another team who, who, who may be, you know, short uh, from that veteran to, to get a championship that may look to bring him on? Um, but I was surprised. I still wanted to see a little more from Aldo. The, the consistency, you know, he had a big game one. Uh, then he was kind of off in game two and game three. He was okay in game four. He did step up uh, in game six. He definitely made he, – like, he, he was all on the floor defensively, uh, uh, going after Draymond Green instead of just settling for some of those three-point shots. And when he was open for those three-point shots, he was knocking them down. But, again, that guy, he just I, – I, I do believe that he's the gentleman in the NBA that people – another people just don't – I don't want to call him a poor man's Tim Duncan because I think he has a better jump shot than Tim Duncan. And Tim Duncan was slightly more athletic than I. But from a, from a basketball IQ standpoint, um, from the way that Coach Buddy used to use I when he was here, it was kind of like that spare system and whatnot. Yeah, I, I was impressed with him. I don't want to really say I was surprised. I, I knew he had it in him. But, as you mentioned, you never saw him on the stage. Uh, so, I, I, I was certainly uh, – pleased to see him get this shine and again although he's in the, the latter years of his career I believe he still has a good three years where he can be a great role player for a team so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up maybe he'll end up back with our Hawks okay uh Terrell Thomas uh turn to Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 The Game 929thegame.com yeah something quick before we let you go here draft is coming up what do the Hawks look for uh do we hear of any type of deal being done maybe this week I mean draft night trades we hear about that sometimes you think the Hawks might be along for that, or just want to see what falls to them uh, when they when their time comes to uh, to pick this time? No, well, I, I do think the Hawks will be pretty active this week. As you mentioned, the draft is coming up on Thursday. Uh, it'll be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Right now, we have the 16th pick. The Hawks currently have the 16th pick. The Orlando Magic have number one, uh, the number one overall pick. But there are a, a, a lot of speculations out there. The Utah Jazz looking to possibly move on uh, from Rudy Gobert and offering the Hawks some outlandish things, maybe looking for a pick and uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, it, it looks like DeAndre Hunter and the Hawks may be coming to some type of an extension soon, so we should be looking out to see uh, if that's announced and, and if that does take place. But I do think the Hawks will, will uh, be looking to make some type of moves via trade. I don't really think that they'll be looking to utilize that draft pick, but I do think that they'll be looking to utilize it to maybe bring in some veterans, uh, so I, I do think it'll be an interesting week for our Hawks and something to look out for. And 
Uh, who knows? Maybe on draft day we'll be finding we'll be hearing about a blockbuster trade where the Hawks have added some offensive ammunition to their roster. All right, before we let you go, here give you a quick barbershop question, and you got to just uh, off the cuff. You didn't plan on it here, Steve Kerr. You mentioned his name earlier. All time greats. Instead of telling me where you think he ranks, give me the all time coaches that are ahead of him. Steve Kerr. Uh, I would have to say, of course, Phil Jackson. Go ahead. That's um, one. I wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't, of course, see Red coach no, with okay. everything we he was doing with, with, with Boston. But but I, but I, I would I would certainly throw his name in there. And then, quite honestly, I, I would be it would be Steve Kerr. It it, it, it would be Steve Kerr. When, when you look at how things shape third, up. you have him and third. General, I would have him third. I have him third. Winning four and eight, being able to coach uh, uh, Steph Curry and how he's changed the game. Kevin Durant coming and all the turmoil that you know came uh, that that arrived when he came and when he left. How he's taking. Okay. Uh, I mean, and if you look at the, the franchise moves, although it was across the bay, you know, he went from Oakland to San Francisco. That didn't really seem to affect them too much. So I, I, I would have to. They came from the bottom. They had a, you know, a top three pick a few years ago. Their franchise, one of their franchise players was hurt. The other franchise player decided to go to Brooklyn, and, and he has these guys here now. So oh. I, I would have to say, in, in, in the age of free agency and how teams change so often and whatnot. We don't see the dynasty that we saw in the '80s, where you had, you know, team, uh, guys that played together for ten straight years and things like that. You might have a guy that's on the team for ten minutes nowadays. Oh, oh, so I, I, I okay. Hey, listen, you, we're up against it, and you don't have to. That's your choice, and that's fine, man. That's cool. You got a couple yeah, I, guys I, I ahead of them. Three. I got I got a couple more. If you tune into the next segment before I do cast again, I'll tell you mine. Sam and I went at this earlier, but I have an update. I'm actually adding one more to mine, and I will tell you why. Okay. But, Terrell, <laughs> for everything that you have done throughout this NBA season, Sam and I thank you very much. And uh, hopefully, oh, I we, thank you, gentlemen. I thank you. No, we I want, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and, and doing what you do. And hopefully, it won't be until the beginning of the next season before we talk to you again. <laughs> yes, sir. Enjoy right. your weekend, guys. Have a great weekend. Happy Juneteenth. All right. Yep, yep. Happy Father's Day to you, man. You too. You too. Yeah, that's right. Happy- oh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's All Day right. to you. That is Terrell Thomas, Steve's Urban Times. Got a casting call. There's money flying through the air. And I got to give you the name I added to my list ahead of Steve Kerr. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Like a balloon, you see, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's I to be in living color. And how would you feel knowing prejudice was obsolete? And all mankind danced to the exact beat, and at night it was safe to walk down the street. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. I know what y'all are doing. You're sitting there thinking about that show, aren't you? Some of the, the, the folks on that show, did you? When, when you think back to that show, what pops to your mind first? What skit? What person? Oh, man, there's that's, that's so many of them. Is it J-Lo? Folks forget about that. Yeah. She was just a dancer, though. And, <laughs> again, was it J-Lo? Because obviously no. it was something. That's oh. like people say about what's-her-face when she was with the Lakers as a dancer. Paul Abdul. That, ooh, you seem to remember who I'm talking about, huh? Yeah. You talk, okay, about, you so talk you, about young ladies. You talk, I, I got all the knowledge you need. Talk about, <laughs> talk about uh, you know, dancer. You said, like, she was just a dancer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to steal Dan- the thunder. A dancer I, ready to buy the New York Mets last year. F- Fire Marshal Bill and Homie the Clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was going to say Homie the Clown, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Homie the Clown was good for me. It was uh, – men on film, too, was pretty funny. Yeah. They can't yeah, do that, yeah. though, in 2022. Why not? Somebody have a problem with it. No. I'm I, just I, telling you, somebody have a problem with it. You can't, comedy has suffered 
in the last decade. Yeah, no. I've asked you this. I asked the audience rhetorically. Of course, name me the last universally loved comedy. Comedy is a like film? Yeah, yeah, film. Oh, I don't. Or even TV show. I mean, across the board, not just that women like you know, like 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 uh, what was the movie? Um, Bridesmaids, great movie, but mostly women associated with it. There have been other Caddyshack, okay, you're a golfer, but that was across the board, an accepted comedy. There was just stuff in it that everybody, men, women, nationalities, everybody across the board loved that movie. I'm asking you, is there a movie like that, or when's the last one of those been made? Comedy has been taking it on the chin because of sensibilities. And, you know, what are you going to do? Right? Y'all got to reach for them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'll go to sitcoms, Friends, Seinfeld, but those are in the 90s and the early 2000s. And, by the way, they weren't, they weren't loved across the board, you know, by everybody. And, again, that's what I'm talking about. There are certain movies that when you talk about them, like I said, Caddyshack. I think it's a different yeah. time, too, though. Well, right? that's they, they, exactly. People got more choices. So you're not going to find something that's just going to be But funny is funny. Is f- I'm sure. There were different sure. times funny, in the, when, when those other ones came out before then. Yeah. When people went to them, yeah. there's people who aren't making movies now that are just naturally funny. Let's forget about the movie. Is there a person that, you know, from Red Fox or Rodney Dangerfield, you know, if you thought Jim Carrey was that dude, whoever it is, when this person is seen or you see him on TV, they just make you laugh. I can't think of a person that, I mean, whether I like him or just accept, universally accepted as, you know, humorous. Yeah. Uh, again, the bigger point was that this is, that industry has taken I mean, I mean, taken it you, you, okay, I would think like if a Tom Hanks made something, because he made a lot of stuff that was comedic, he's called more serious these days. I would like to think that if he did something that was comedic, everybody would like it. Again, yeah, but you he's I mean? he's he's branched but, but, but he's off into some. Into yeah, things. he's doing more serious type stuff now. He's he's all he's all timer. He's yeah. he's across the board. I'll give you one who was somebody who was a stand up, but no longer considered that is Steve Martin. Remember, yeah. you don't think of him as no stand up act anymore. No, you, and you quite frankly, you, you haven't seen him do it in so long. And quite frankly, Eddie's in that category too. Yeah. He keeps promising he's going to do it, but you can't do Eddie Murphy. You can't do you can't do Delirious, and you can't do. Well, I'm uh, not, the one I would, he did. I wouldn't. I would want him to be that. No, I know that, but I'm saying his I comedy. Be, what I, he's I want to see, known because for that that, that 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 evolves exactly. That evolves, so I would want to see what he's what what, what now and after life that he's that he's led and things that he's had a chance to accomplish and being more of a, a film person now than we think of a stand up person. I like to see him give it a shot. There's some guys who went away. Steve Harvey won't do it no more. He won't no, even he, try it. Exactly. You know what same, I mean? Same I reason mean, he's got why. So many things, he's got so many other things going on right now, and he knows where he has to be in order to do that. He's got to be out there in those places sampling and hearing what's going on, and he's not He's not there. He doesn't want to do it. Well, the, he can afford not to do it because he's got these other things, right, as you said. Right, yeah. But he doesn't want the nonsense that goes along with taking it and, 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 and working on new material but I would like and to apologizing think, I would like, after I would, he did no, it. No, but I'd like to think if he had to do it, he, he would. He would place yeah. himself in an environment. He'd go sit in the back of some places and, and hear what people are doing and hear how things respond, and then he'd come out and, and work it, just like he did back in the day. But, you know, he's got other stuff happening, man. Yeah, he does. He's got, he's, got, he's got beauty pageants to mess up and still get, <laughs> and still get invited back for it, probably pay more money, right? So, so he's going to miss out on that cash. <laughs> I'll tell you the last person who I think was universally 
loved or who just universally put a smile on everybody's face when he was around and started doing his stuff? Bernie Mac. Yeah. That's about as close as I can come. Yeah. And, and, and just like he always say, y'all scared of me. You know, because he, <laughs> and, 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 and he showed that he was, he could be more than just that guy from, you know, um, Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. And his, his, his Def, show. Def Comedy Jam was something that people like, whoa, we scared of this dude. And he, he showed on the show. His even, show landed like Cosby show. Yeah. Because it was, and it was in a different sort of family because he was, you know, taking it over from his sister who'd been on drugs and in jail and all that. And them kids drove him crazy. And, just the, to, genius, and the genius to reach back for George Burns. To look into the camera and say, America? Oh, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? To to be able to use that and bring it to a different audience. Yeah, I thought that was genius. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I'll get to my Steve Kerr stuff in just a second here, but I want to let you guys know if you go to our website, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call, I got a fresh one up for you. I got a fresh list of job opportunities, and it is only going to grow as the weeks come. But let me tell you about the two right off the top. Now, the first one is one of those that doesn't happen that often where I actually put the price in. And I rarely put what somebody is offering, you know, the extras, because that just fluctuates $50 here and there, depending on the project. But unless they're asking you to do some things, and we've had a number of projects that ask for different specialty needs, and then they kick up the price some. But this is one of those rare moments. I had, I think we had one that was over ten grand. I think we talked about that. It was one that was like five digits. Well, this one is four digits, and I ain't in a bad day's work. Not and especially for those of you who have motorcycles. Right off the top, Destination Casting is doing a film called One Fast Move, and they are casting real bikers for 1000 bucks a day. I'll just put it right out there. For 1000 bucks a day. Okay. So what you got to do is you got to get registered as quick as you can. It couldn't be easier. Men, women, all ethnicities to portray motorcycle bike racers. Right, got to have the bike, got to have the gear, 18 years and over. And you are going to send in your submission with some pictures and contact information. You're going to let them know your vaccination status. They haven't put any edict down that I have in front of me, but you just let them know what you are, all right, and how willing you are. But it's like I said, it's a grand a day. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, just follow the breakdown. I make it somewhat idiot-proof because then I can figure it out. At the bottom, if you've never submitted yourself before, even though I break down how you should – oh, by the way, you get – Tested for te- you get paid for testing too. Okay, so that's the other thing. Uh, email address is there. Put biker in the subject line. So along with that one, Destination Casting is also doing one called Snap. It's a TV show. They just need protesters. But this one is cool, kind of cool because it's like two night shoots. So you don't get called to set till seven p.m. Okay, then you work throughout the night. That's kind of a di- that's a whole different that's deal. That's different. Yeah, if you've never done that before, that's kind of cool. If you've never done a night shoot, so again, a couple different. Uh, needs for that one, they need just protesters on one, and they need uh, cops for the others. That's Destination Casting. Extras Casting Atlanta is looking for folks to be a part of a uh, couple scenes, and it's just city life. Pedestrians coming out of clubs, sitting in restaurants, stuff like that. Um, they have that. They have a need for people to be in an art gallery. And um, Hilton Casting is doing a new show called Houston. They just, they're just trying to fill up the database. Fresh faces, okay? 18 years and over, all ethnicities, shapes and sizes, whatever you are, you'll see that under Hilton Casting. So those are there, location casting, looking for reporters. The list is starting to grow um, as we move deeper into the summer. I was concentrating on the jobs behind the camera. 
uh, the last couple of weeks. And those, by the way, I still want you to go locate them if you're looking for those. I, th- look, I'm here for all of this. Whether <laughs> man, just you know, I've been your dude since this is they they really landed here in in 08, but it's taken off since you know the early teens, 20 teens, something like that. So I've been doing casting calls since 2011, and it has grown. It is over $10 billion a year that this industry is throwing throughout the entire state of Georgia. So I'm just letting you know, you don't need it. You got a job. Cool. God bless you. But for those of you that are between or think you might be losing it or maybe lost one of the two jobs you had, this is another way for you to make some money. You don't have to go out and buy headshots and an agent and record a bunch of stuff. Now, if you want to do voiceover work, I have a couple of connections for you there, and they will tell you exactly what you need from equipment in your home or just want to come by there and record some stuff, putting your demos together, all of that's there. I got a basic list of how you should submit yourself, uh, so it's kind of, you know, very generic, very easy, and the list of the casting directors. So as the casting directors get into these projects that they're about to start or just actually looking to fill up their database, you can go to their social media pages and follow them. You don't have to wait for me and Sam to come here every week. Now, Tuesday afternoon, you can go there. Wednesday night, whatever it is, go to the casting director's Facebook page, Twitter page, wherever, and and submit yourself. Get this money. I want you guys to grab this stuff. All right, before we get on out of here, uh, I was talking, we were talking to Terrell, and I asked him to rank Steve Kerr now that he's got this championship. Uh, as far as what all-time coaches would you put ahead of him instead of trying to figure out where he landed? He only put two. I was surprised. He said, he said, Red Auerbach. And he put Phil Jackson. Right. By the way, do you do do we do we give Red Auerbach enough credit for what he did as far as because we talk about those Celtic championships in the fifties, and then of course when Larry Bird got there, and what he did as president when Bird was there. But I heard somebody else say this, and I never thought about it this way, and why they were so dominant. And it was because Red, and so if, if tell me if you agree with this, the reason. Some believe the reason he was and that team was as successful as they were back in the 50s is because Red went after black players when nobody else would. I've, I've, I've read things to that, to that effect. And in the 80s. That he was very, very open to that. And in the 80s, when that dominance returned, it was because Red went after white players when they weren't as attractive to other teams. Now I wouldn't say that about the NBA. Well, I'm just the 80s. no, no, no. I'm just, but I'm saying yeah, to you. Actually, this is more of the '70s. Yeah, to be honest yeah, with you, because yeah. he was drafted in the '70s. Yeah. So look at the well, look well, at where the NBA was. The end of the '70s. But again, the the perception of the NBA in the '70s was what it was. It was a bunch of drug dealing so and sos, and they it was very derogatory names because the league was pro- predominantly black. So my point for saying that is, it's also the perception of the Celtics. Back yeah. in the 80s, they were yeah. a white team because they were led by Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and Danny Ainge, although they had Cornbread Maxwell and Robert Parrish oh, yeah. and all them brothers yeah, yeah, there too. Yeah. But, yeah, it was that perception. But what I'm saying to you is that Red did it one way in the 50s, which was opposite of everybody else, and was given credit for doing it again in the 80s, which was opposite of everybody else. Excuse me, the late 70s. Yeah. Okay, 80s for that. So Red goes there. Well, then, well, then he's, he's front office. He's not actually Right, coaching. but he's making, he's he's making decisions as far yeah. as draft. Yeah. Um, but then after that, so you got Red, you got you got Phil. Earlier when we were doing this, as far as ahead of Steve Kerr, we put Pat Riley and we put um, Pop, obviously. Yeah. And you can decide whether or not you want to put Riley over Pop, whatever. But those were the four. Right. We had to go. I'm 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 struggling with one more. 
And it's not because they have the championships. Is that I believe this person did the hardest coaching job in basketball history, and it's Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly got his two championships, right, back-to-back with the Pistons. But he designed, we we, we will all agree, arguably the greatest player of all time, Jordan, right? And he came up with a defense to prevent Jordan from being Jordan, which actually drove him into the weight room to get bigger. But they beat the you-know-what out of him, the Jordan rules. And then this dude has to go and perform in the Olympics and the dream team against the coach who put this defense up against him and told those players to beat him up the way he did. And he got Jordan to perform the way he did during that dream team run. Now, there was the back and forth between him and Magic. Just let you know, Magic, you ain't the big dog anymore. I'm at the top. But his love and his respect that grew for Chuck Daly, I believe, was the greatest coaching job of all time, given what he had done prior to that. That's my argument. I think it's a good point. I don't even put him over Pop. Oh, no, I have a pop over he Steve Kerr. Over I'm not putting – I'm just trying one more over Kerr. It, it, and that was the one I was struggling with. I don't think I put over Steve Kerr. All right. I, 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 Kerr is of a, of a different time when players can move and come around and come and go, and that wouldn't – you know, Daly wasn't dealing with that. Them dudes were in Detroit. No, you're – all Detroit, of well, except, yeah. except they dealt they dealt the way Adrian Dantley. You know what I mean? Kelly Trapuca, too. Yeah. Get rid of him. So. All right. Well, again, I just said I was struggling with it. It wasn't definite. Moving into the 9 o'clock hour, we are going to talk Braves and what happened up at Wrigley and – Call your friends. We got to talk hockey coming up. It's the NHL uh, finals are here. Sean uh, Belegian is going to join us. Yeah, Belegian from up in Detroit. So we're going to get, we got all that coming up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.